Thank you, everybody, for tuning back into Arts for All Kentucky Stories. Uh, my name is Sam Kirby. I'm a teaching artist with Arts for All, as well as uh, your auspicious podcast host and uh, tech support health. And excited for another episode. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the Kentucky Department of Education, Office for Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council for making this and several things relating to Arts for All Kentucky possible. Um, but without further ado, let's jump in. We've got another uh, great interview. Octavia, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and your background, and, and we'll jump into that. I'm, I'm excited about this. Okay, I'm Octavia Sexton, and uh, I've been with Arts for All. I mean, I was with them when it was still VSA. Um, I am a Appalachian storyteller and a writer, and I am a folk artist of the spoken word because I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains, and I went to a one-room school, and Grandma and Grandpa didn't read or write. Well, Grandpa, he, they said he got saved and received the gift to read the Bible. <laughs> but I mean, I can remember him sharing some verses that I now know was not in there. So I don't know about that, but it's stories. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm a storyteller. I go into story mode all the time. Um, but uh, I became a high school teacher and uh, then went into health education. And actually 21 years ago, went out on my own. And I'm with the Kentucky Arts Council. I'm with Arts for All, a, a program called Promised Neighborhoods. It works in eastern Kentucky, out of Bria, and um, so that's about me and what I do for, um, when I go in as a teaching artist, I, uh, they, there are several things. They may create a story, and uh, we model it after an old folk tale, the Jack Tales, if you've ever heard Jack and the Beanstalk, and so the students... Um, either individually or the whole classroom. We may have a group story. We may have smaller group stories. And they create uh, an original story based on those. And then they learn presentation skills. And it could be followed up by they could do a play or um, they may do individual storytelling. And one of the things I really like to do is get the a whole class or all classes and, and do one big program. It's be like our last class and they actually present to the rest of the school, but it's a class and uh, they do imp improvisation and character stuff. Uh, they might tell a story, but they all get to, everybody that wants to participate, but they all are on stage. So they're all stars. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's cool. So when you do that, are you pulling, as far as what you're what you're creating story wise, how much of that is fueled by the students, you know, imagination and their ideas versus kind of the folk tradition? Is it a good marriage of both of those, or where does yeah? Because how, it doesn't matter flow? where I where I go. For for instance, okay, um, inner city of Louisville, and our cultures are different. Even though it's Kentucky, this is different cultures. And people always think, well, Jack, he's an Appalachian, or uh, actually he originated in Europe. And uh, so it, he's a common person. So he's just like all of us. And you put Jack in your setting. And it's just remarkable how they, they create. It's just, he's going to, it's going to end up well, like Jack and the Beanstalk. I mean, in the end, he had, you know, the, the money, he was rich. Um, he does have to be rich, but he's going to solve a problem and it's going to work out well. 
And so it's just interesting because we do, I have a whole outline and I tell them a story and, and anymore I like to tell the stories that some of the other students have already created and share with them. And um, they, they, it, it's just, I'm just blown away at what they come up with because I just use Jack and he's the main character, but they pick his age. They pick everything about him. And then we have an antagonist and they pick that and he's going to have a helper and they pick that and they create their own conflict. They just go, it's just like, yeah, it, it, I just can't, I mean, it's just, I'm just blown away with, with their creativity. What, and, and, and we're probably jumping out of order here a little bit, but I want to go kind of back to like, where, where did your love for storytelling come from? Like in, in your background and like as a, as a kid, were you doing the same thing that you're encouraging these students to do in cr crafting and creating these stories or where did that come from in you first? And that has got to come from somewhere to create this energy that you have to, to share it to the kids. So where well, I actually from? grew up with it because I come from an oral tradition and, um, I mean, I'm talking, you know, nobody had a television. <laughs> so, um, I, sometimes I would be the entertainment. I can remember being a little kid down at my uncle's, he lived down in a holler and there was a big rock and he had 12 youngins and we had cousins all out this road. I mean, we're all, and I would stand on the rock and I'd be the entertainment. And I mean, I love that, you know, they're all <laughs> watching me. And so I'd tell stories and, uh, and, and I always was in trouble for talking, you know, in school, global and school, we had chalkboards. And if you talk, they make you draw a circle on the board with chalk and you had to stick your nose in it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I wore a hole in that chalkboard. So I, I had the gift of gab, I guess. And just, uh, it was always around and it was an outlet, um, for a lot of us. And it, cause you know, things can be hard. Mm -hmm. And things are hard and being able, and in life is hard now. I mean, mine was maybe different. It was like in poverty or whatever, but everybody has something. And to be able to just be free in these stories and just let your imagination go. And, and I see that in, in the students that I work with and, and, you know, some of them, I just, I mean, it's just been a blessing to me. Uh, I love working with arts for all. I can remember one school. I mean, I, I could go on with all kinds of stories, but I was in, I was working, I think they were third or fourth graders and, um, they had created their story and they do not have to tell the story. There's no pressure. You know, they, they get scared. If you go in, it's like, Oh, I'm going to have to tell a story. And it's like, no, nobody has to tell a story. I'm a storyteller. You know, I'll tell a story. You don't have to do this. We're just going to learn some stuff and have some fun. And, and so we ended it that, at that school, it was very receptive, and they'd let us do the as assembly. And there was this one kid, and they said she never talked. And um, she was actually from Mexico, and they said her parents were ashamed. They, didn't, they didn't, didn't think they had the right communication skills to come into the school to discuss anything with the parents. Now, she was English speaking, but, of course, like I grew up, with uh, Appalachian dialect and you, you feel inferior because people will make fun of you. That's just the way it is. And 
when we, and I let them pick things they want to do. So we were doing improvisation. And one of the things, because I want to get all the kids involved, even if they just sit there on that stage, they're still stars because they're sitting there. And, or if it's a classroom thing, they're all, they're all part of this. They've all contributed. And we, it, I have a, a race. It's from the back of the stage toward the front. And the, the teachers, the whole audience, they don't know anything about this, but the kids do. And I will have different, like, they're, they're all old people. This is their character, okay? <laughs> These are third graders, fourth graders, eighth graders. doesn't matter. They're very, very old. And so they, they get into that part, which we've kind of, you know, eased into this. And, and they choose if they want to do it, and they can back out. There's no pressure on this. Um, and so they get to... And some of them, they may already have a walker or they may be in a wheelchair. Um, but I bring props and I'll bring a couple of walkers and um, a cane. Or if they, if we don't have it, they can improvise a cane, like they're walking with the cane. But the thing is, they're really old. Now, this kid never talked, but she wanted to be in this race. And it's not about winning. And they do know you don't go flying off the stage. It's safe. And I told him, I said, you just be the best little person you can. But, you know, old people can't move fast. And so you just go down through there. And it is hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> and here she came. She had a walker. And here she came, you know, hunting, you know, hunting. And, and she, she went. She won. She got there first. And I'm like, we have a winner. No, this isn't planned who's going to win. They, they don't care. It's just fun doing it. And kid never talked, never said anything. And I went up to her and I said, well, you are the winner. Would you like to say anything? She grabbed the microphone and she's like, oh, I want to thank my sweet Lord for giving me the strength to win this race. And she's not giving the microphone back. I mean, she's just, she's a star. And the, uh, I mean, you already saw the look. I mean, I looked at it in the teacher's their mouths were just dropped open. And, and, you know, it was just, it was just one of the greatest experiences, you know, and, and yeah, she, it was like, she found herself. She found her voice and she was a star. Yeah. I mean, she did good. So I was like, those kind of experiences when we go in and, and there's just, it's so worth it. it. I mean, this this program is just so needed, and so is the arts in the schools. Absolutely. One, one of the themes that has been brought up in about every episode of this podcast mm -hmm. is the idea of, like, the arts being a a freeing opportunity and also a level playing field specifically yes. for those who are not quote unquote, traditional students. Right. And so when you have a, you know, a, you know, if you were to have like a gaggle of students of mm -hmm. all different sort of backgrounds, when there's something that's, you know, arts yes. in front of them, all of a sudden, any preconceived, you know, with, you know, one who's athletic, yeah. uh, one who is, you know, more traditionally book smart, intelligent, right. um, one who is, you know, very physically handicapped, one, all of those different elements, you bring them together when it's an art project. It's all it's, just it absolutely even. is, because we all create differently, you know. It's like, and so that's just, and I've just seen. And and I mean, I I uh, my I have a brother. Well, he's passed on now, um, but I grew up with a brother with special needs, and um, and he was very 
good at, at drawing. He could, he could just draw absolutely anything. And by being passed on, I don't mean he died young. He was older. And, um, but that, I think that really contributed a lot to my understanding of, I don't believe in the word, I can't do something. We can all do something, but we just may do it in a different way. And I just, I, I just love working with them. The, I mean, all the kids, because it's inclusion. And, and it is, like you said, it's a level playing field. Yeah. Absolutely. What has it been like working with um, the organization, generally speaking, as far as like helping, you know, initially with the, you know, because there's kind of a, a formal education component to it of like, you know, formatting a, a program or um, in like the grant side of things, mm -hmm. if a teacher's wanting to do that, like what does Arts for All bring to that area that kind of helps, you know, because I think you you and I are, seem very similar as far as like, you know, you know, driving conversation, storytelling, like that sort of stuff. Um, but we've got to have either within ourselves or somebody who we're working with to kind of bring us together and say, like, we got to outline this and, yeah. you know, kind of get this pulled together. There's got to be some sort of, you know, money involved grant wise. Mm -hmm. or how have they been helpful in that arena for you? Oh, yes. And Delaire Roe, I mean, you know, oh, mm -hmm. she she's just a phone call away. I mean, you get a hold of her and she is very, very helpful. Um, the application is not hard at all. And I mean, I've done so many throughout the years, um, just getting with the teacher. It's not going to, you know, the artists are usually here to help the teachers on this thing too. And we already know the standards, the educational standards. Uh, we already worked that component in there. Um, everything I do, and it's according to what grade level um, it, it aligns. And I used to be a, a teacher. And so, you know, with the lesson plans and all that. But all these artists already know that. And we just need the guidance. Just working with a teacher and, and just doing it um, together and seeing what, 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 the, what they really want as far as the focus. It's according to what kind of class you go in. Because we're not limited. I mean, you'd think me, well, maybe I should just be in English but we can we can go into math, we can go into science, we can do all kinds of stuff with our art form. Have you had any unique partnerships like that that stand out for you where you wouldn't assume, you know, a, a math teacher or science teacher, an example like that where you've been brought in to bring the storytelling component? Most of the ones I do. Now I've done a lot of history classes, like in um, in in high school. Or even, yeah, uh, studying units in, in uh, elementary school. A lot of history. We did, um, I've done science because uh, with the, uh, one thing I do is talk about Appalachian history and from Europe, you know, the migration here and all of that. And, and one thing they did, they made soap. They made lye soap. Mm -hmm. And so they integrated that into there, all the components of that. Uh, another one, let me see, what was it? Oh, yeah, making, um, churning butter. And the whole process from the cow to, you know, the, the cream, the fat, that, and, mm -hmm. and what what's the process? Why does this happen? Um, 
And then the measurements, I don't know. I mean, not nothing really stands out. It's just that is we do this, we do all of it. Mm-hmm. We do it. Your art form is very malleable. Yes. Like it can kind of plug and fit in with a lot of different yes. sort of things. So I was yes. just trying to figure out what of those might have been the most, uh, you know, if there's a really unique one that stands out. But it sounds like they're all like each time you go in to do these, there's it's a custom fit element yeah. to each of them. I think one that I did one time they wanted um, some cultural awareness when they found out, you know, I'm from a my culture and, of course, Appalachia, um, we're considered, you know, well, I mean, if I open my mouth and start using my dialect, it'll be, you wouldn't believe some things. People will say, oh, come here. I want you to talk for this person. You know, <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk like you were. And, well, I use my dialect with my family and friends, and I use it in storytelling. But if you're doing that to me, then you're not a, you're, you're not a friend. And so you're not going to hear my dialect again. Mm-hmm. And so this school they were having, this was back, she was from one of the wars in the Middle East, and they had students there from the Middle East, and they were some problems with the other kids, you know, um, not understanding this, the Muslim religion and all of that. And they wanted me to come in and do cultural awareness through the stories. And they, you know, with, and it was arts for all. And so they created their jacktail, but it had to be set in the Middle East. And see, it all has to work out for Jack. And he's over there. He has to have a helper. And this is what I'm getting at. When when I was finished with this, there was a young man. He was either a junior or senior. And he Usually I leave right before the bell or, you know, when class ends. And he said, do you mind waiting? He said, I want to walk down the hall with you. And I said, sure. And he came out, big old tall boy. And he said, Miss Octavia, he said, you've changed me. He said, you've changed me. He said, I'm one of them that this program was probably for. He was talking about his attitude. Mm -hmm. And he said, we're all people. And I was like, wow, wow. How often do educators get that experience in a career, a hand, maybe a handful right. of times? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. So to be able to, to do what I do as, as artist in those classrooms and, and to see just this, coming together in this process and everybody working together and, and they do. Do you think the arts for all process, um, and going in and creating these opportunities, um, these very unifying opportunities, um, have a much even greater sense of importance now as we're hopefully coming out of, you know, COVID and Mm -hmm. we're, you know, experiencing the kind of social difficulties that mm-hmm. we're experiencing um, is why is now the time for arts for all more than ever, do you think? Oh, my. Because it's like you said, we're all messed up now. <laughs> <laughs> everything's messed up. And, and everything's just bringing us back together and, 
and leveling out this playing field and and seeing one another, all of us, with all of our differences, as being apart. We're all important. We all have a place. And I really believe this program unifies classrooms, schools. I think every school, every teacher should try to get one of these artists in. I do. I'm sitting here trying to think of another, if, if there's anything else we need to say to wrap up, but I think that was, <laughs> that was a great way to do it right there. Unless, I mean, what, is there anything about arts for all that you like or that you've experienced or that? I think we really got to the heart of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but is there anything that we haven't touched on that when, you know, you were asked pretty last minute to jump on and, mm -hmm. you know, talk about arts for all that we didn't cover that we didn't talk about? Uh, no, I just, uh, whoever's listening to this, um, tell your school about Arts for All. If you're a teacher, get on there and, and look it up and get an artist. And there's all kinds of artists. You can pick and they're all good or they would not be on that roster. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Arts for All Kentucky Stories. We're excited to share these different and unique stories about how Arts for All has impacted parents, uh, teachers, and students themselves, as well as our communities broadly to make the arts more accessible. Uh, if you want to learn more about our podcast and stay tuned for some of our next releases, follow us at uh, Arts for All Kentucky on Facebook, and we'll keep you posted on our next releases. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to the Kentucky Department of Education, Office of Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council for making this and a variety of Arts for All Kentucky functions possible.